Hey everybody, welcome to Kingdom Smarts, I'm Jake. And I'm Shannon. And this is a podcast where Shannon usually has 30 minutes at a time to explain Kingdom Hearts to me. Uh, but we finished Birth by Sleep, and so we're doing bonus stuff, and today we're doing a Q&A. Yep. So uh, we asked for questions on Twitter and email. So yeah, we got a, we got a bunch of questions. Uh, do you have to do any preamble, or do you just want to jump in? Uh, I can't think of any preamble. Alright, dope. Alright, uh, do you want to start with an email or a Twitter? Uh, start with an email. Alright. This one has three questions. All right. It is from FlipsMCL at FlipsMCL on Twitter. Uh, it says, hey, Jake and Shannon, I just discovered Kingdom Smarts a few months ago and I'm a little behind on the BBS episodes, but I don't want to miss the question for your next Q&A episode. Three questions for you. Uh, one, are you planning to cover Kingdom Hearts 0.2 Birth by Sleep Fragmentary Passage at the end of BBS or will you be saving it right before Kingdom Hearts 3? Uh, I've actually already answered this question. A lot. <laughs> we are playing things in order. I know I moved, recoded. My excuse was I had placement for coded and recoded. I will be playing, we'll be talking about 0.2 when it came out, which was right before Kingdom Hearts 3. So in Birth by Sleep, they were like, here, a fragmentary passage. <laughs> yes. And they teased it and then they were like, that'll be in four games. Thank you. Yeah, usual Kingdom Hearts bullshit. Okay. All right. Just making sure. <laughs> And two, also on the subject of coverage order, when are you planning to place back cover, Unchained Key, Kingdom Cross shenanigans, and how much of those games will you be covering? I.e. will you cover the whole saga at once, or you split it up according to the parts that were released at the time each other game series was come out? We'll be covering them as one thing, because that would be a nightmare to split up each episode when it happened to come out. I don't even know what it- that's a phone game, right? Uh, yes. Phone okay. browser game. There's like- Okay four versions it's okay <laughs> yeah i'm it's, it's i'm gonna cover it all at once and just do it the easiest way that one's gonna be zero gameplay because it's a fucking phone game <laughs> is it just like is it like the sailor moon drops game where it's just like you just do a puzzle and then in between it's like now sailor moon and they there's like some story stuff or is it like uh it's mostly you get to make your own little keyblade wielder and you run around in other worlds and fight heartless and talk to people and then there's like actual kingdom hearts storylines and then okay. there's the back cover movie that they made on one of the games or okay. on one of the uh hd collections so yeah that will all be in one chunk or else it would be a nightmare and i would hate it <laughs> and i will cross the bridge on how i'm going to cover it when i get there because it's so many games away why would i worry about it right now <laughs> <laughs> that's a future shannon problem yeah finally a more fun question specifically for jake of the unresolved plot threads you've seen so far which ones do you predict will be addressed in the next game you cover uh well the next game we're covering is recoded which is apparently about the data that fucking diz put in to sora so i don't actually i don't know what to expect from that one because he's like oh my mistakes maybe sora can fix them so i don't know what that like i don't know what the point of that even is like i don't i don't know what that's supposed to do sora's gonna undo him being shitty to children i very much doubt that sora's <laughs> a good boy and he can do a lot but that seems like a like a deep hole to dig yourself out of or I guess Diz itself out of in this case. I don't know. I mean, like, I would I would like maybe a little bit of the as much as I, I hate that I'm about to say this, I like to know a little bit more about what happened with the original organization members and Diz and why Diz was so mad. Cause if they just if they just like quit, <laughs> like 
he should not be this mad about it. He needs to get over it. If there's like, we're actually done, we're going to throw our hearts in the garbage and become nobodies instead of working for you because you're probably a terrible boss if we're all being honest. <laughs> so that's the only thing I think they might cover. Uh, then it says, thanks for making such a fun show. That's so great at keeping me in touch with the franchise. P.S. I love how I practically hear Jake's facial expressions and the silences sometimes. It's honestly <laughs> the, be- the part of the show I look forward to the most. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad that comes across. <laughs> Your pained silences. <laughs> Uh, you want to jump over to Twitter? Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, this is from Brandon at the Alaskan Hero. Uh, Jake, which of the three endings hit slash broke you the hardest? And Shane, you can also answer this because at some point it happened to you. <laughs> I think Vens. I think Vens might have for me. I think Vens actually hit me the least. Terra's hit me a lot, and then Aquas did. I mean, I still definitely got upset during Vens. But I think, I don't know. I think Aqua's affected me the least, maybe. Because it's just like, it's like real deep in the bullshit at that point. That I'm I'm just like, yeah, okay. Like, I know what I'm here for. And and like, to be fair, Venz also really was. But then he just has that moment where he's like, like, yeah, I'll die too, sure. Like, that's, 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 that's what I gotta do. That's what I'm gonna do. I think the difference is since like, since I played the games, like, Terra's boss fights were so hard. And it's like you as the remnants of yourself fighting against who like the person taking your body and like it's a hard fight and you know even if you win it doesn't matter yeah that that one's pretty rough <laughs> the storyline's gonna happen regardless yeah so like i remember because like, i was stuck on that boss and it took forever and i was frustrated and then it ended and everything still happened so it was just like i had to sit there in this boss fight and it still doesn't matter <laughs> it just didn't matter he still has my body, and I'm just gonna be a secret boss in Kingdom Hearts 2 now. And I just, I have a soft spot for people that fuck up, but then try really hard to fix it, but it's kind of, like, too late. Yeah. Um, I think Terra's was, like, the second for me. I definitely, I definitely think Ven's. I think, like, on-air, Terra's, for sure, like, did the most, like, damage to, like, at the time. Because, like, when Ven's happened, I was like, oh, s- sure, Vanitas is Sora. What the fuck is that? Why is this? <laughs> Um, cause now that I'm thinking about it again, now that I said it out loud, now that I know how the fucking story ends, that makes even less sense now. Because, 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 <laughs> because Vanitas was made before Sora's heart filled in Ven's heart. Yeah. So why does he look like Sora? <laughs> I think it's supposed to be that, like, he's kind of nothing, but then slowly started to become something. Because, like, when he f- was first created, he was just, like, talking really dull. Like, they were both kind of dull. But then when when Ventus got fixed and, like, Vanita started becoming a person, like, since they're connected, it was just kind of, like, pulling from Ven to make himself. Okay. At least is how I always took it. I think that makes sense. And I'm gonna have to just, I'm just gonna have to go with that. Because if not, then, like, someone's got an answer for something. Or, like, the literal thing, like, his, you know, his mask is mirrored because he is Ventus, so. Right. Yeah, that's pretty clever. (laughs) Part of Ventus is Sora when he looks into the mirror and the mirror is removed. It's another version of himself now. Okay. I like that. That helps. (laughs) Yeah. Especially since his mask is literally mirrored. Yeah, that's clever. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, Nivora. You did good on that one. Sometimes they're smart. Um, I think we got more tweets than emails, so I'll do another tweet. Okay. This is from Pete at the edge of my Pete. Uh, one for Jake. By the time you catch up, how many kids do you expect Sora will be? 
gosh, I hope not too many more. I think he's running out of room in there. <laughs> I don't see who could tell. If you would have told me in game one that there's actually five at 1.6 kids in Sora, well, I guess at one point. I mean, some people move out and then others move in. Yeah, and some people are just kind of like, like Naminé was never in his heart. She just came out of she his heart because of Kyrie. Yeah. So, I mean, if you would have told me any of that, because I was, if, you, if you'll recall Kingdom Hearts 1, I was fucking shocked when I was like, oh shit, Kyrie's heart's in there. That's what that was. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows, man? Kingdom Hearts is real good. They're like, hey, here's this inch. It'd be a shame if someone made a mile out of this later. Yeah, it's the opposite. Like, it's the it's the opposite of, like, give him an inch, he'll take a mile. It's like, I'm going to give you an inch with the threat of a mile behind it. <laughs> it's been a mile the whole time. I only showed you an inch of it. Yeah, though. and then you look up, and you're like, oh, no, there's so much more here. <laughs> uh, number two, for Shannon. At what point did you decide you were going to, thank goodness, streamline recoded? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I've been trying to streamline all the games, so I guess since we started the podcast. But I guess I'm going to streamline it more because I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, look, and, and push comes to shove. Once we finish, I can just watch the movie. Though you did say it was like four hours long, and that yeah. gave me pause. <laughs> Congrats on finishing Birth by Sleep, and thanks again for the show, especially right now. I mean... We're we're just we're doing the least amount anyone can really. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. And then oh bonus question for both of you. What would your Keyblade Master slash Keyblade Master armor slash vehicle look like? I don't know what the armor would look like. I'm gonna say hopefully cool. <laughs> and but my vehicle would absolutely be space rollerblades. I kinda want like I know I definitely would want a horned helmet. That is very cool. And something that looks scale maily. I think mine would look similar to to theirs because I like the way their armor looks. Like it's like full plate, but sci-fi fantasy full plate. Yeah. And like it gives them like a cool silhouette and does some stuff. So I want something like that. Yeah. My head's going straight to like fantasy sci-fi full plate, but like sprinkled with like fantasy viking in there so i can okay. cheat and have the horns even though i know they're not historically accurate <laughs> I mean, but they're dope yeah who cares about accuracy if it's cool <laughs> but i would still like you know like the first off and then like the layer i like oh, the layers that'd be rad I, I don't think i would want too many layers i like a lot of mobility so i would maybe like i'm not gonna be wearing like metal shorts out there because i feel like that is like asking for you to get your legs cut out from under you but i would want something just very mobile because i get claustrophobic in sleeves um i can't wear turtlenecks at all so like if i'm in full plate it's got to be breathable it's got to be light and airy (laughs) (laughs) i'm always cold so i like layers uh i i mean look when it's cold out i like a layer but I, if, if, if something's touching my neck, I am going to be completely aware of it the whole time. <laughs> I also just like leather armor. I think leather leather armors look cooler than like yeah. full plate. So like in my head, I'm like, yeah, obviously layers because you're just in leather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then second. Oh, what would your what would your vehicle be? What, how are you flying around space? I don't know. So I just have a bug. <laughs> you just did a big VW bug. <laughs> but like a Kingdom Hearts one. You're in Herbie Fully Loaded. Yeah. <laughs> That's Disney, right? It is. <laughs> Mine would definitely be rollerblades. Uh, I can't drive anything very well. My proprioception is too good to the point where I'm in a vehicle. It is all thrown off, and it drives me crazy, which is one of the reasons I don't drive. 
because I don't know where the car ends and I will hit things. But if I'm in rollerblades, I know exactly where my body ends and it's going to be much easier to maneuver. Maybe something that looks similar to like those surfboards that have the sail on it and that you like hold on to. I forget oh, what the they're wind, called. The windsurfers? Yeah, a windsurfer. Yeah, those are dope. That'd be rad. Um, and second bonus question. If you had to rewrite Kingdom Hearts to tie the original parts of the story to something other than Disney, what properties would you pick? I don't know. Nothing else as a franchise is really like built around being like fun and op- or like optimism. Yeah, I the only other thing I can think would have to be some sort of and it's not like it's not like a franchise specifically, right? Because like Disney is like a million franchises. Yeah, it's more like a brand. Yeah, so the only thing I can think is Nintendo. Oh yeah, Nintendo would be cute. But it was specifically made to counter Nintendo. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> Disney's the only thing that could rival Nintendo with amount of recognizable properties, which is why Square wanted to use that. So like Nintendo, if I could just be like a, like a random conglomeration, I would just be like 80s movies. I feel like DreamWorks stuff could possibly work, but like since DreamWorks is the answer to Disney, they have a bit more of like a cynical edge to them. Yeah. So they're like a little bit like where Disney's like very sim- like simple and sweet, like DreamWorks is a bit more like hard-edged. Yeah. Not that their movies are like edgy, big no, air yeah. quotes. No, no, one's, no one's like getting shot in like an alley or anything. Yeah. But like there's a lot of there's just like a lot more. Just How to Train Your Dragon is very much not a Disney movie. No, it's Prince ex- of Egypt is very much not a Disney movie. Yeah. Even though it looks like it and a lot of people thought it was when it came out. Well, that's just people look at an animated movie and just go, that's Disney. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, that's how people vote at the Oscars. They go, which one's Disney? That one. Because <laughs> fuck Oscar voters. Yeah. Dream. I look, I would love to see Sora on a dragon. Yes. I would love to see that and him in his cool Viking armor. I would like to see what Sora would be like as a Shrek in a Shrek universe. Or as like a cute, uh, like lion hanging out with Madagascar characters. Yeah. Like, I think, I think that could be very fun, but like, yeah, I definitely think it is like a little like harder edged in, in that, like Sora would have to do a lot more work to get to the happy places. Yeah. Like in the branding, there's no branding to DreamWorks. That's like about hopes and dreams and stuff, right. which is what Disney's whole thing. Right. That or Nintendo. Or I mostly just want to see Ghost I just want to see Sora in a Ghostbuster outfit with his keyblade that is a proton uh <laughs> pack. So like if someone can just make that happen for me, like then I'll be fine on that side. <laughs> Alright, do you need another email? Uh sure. Alright, uh we got one from uh Nathan that says, Hey Jake and Shannon. First, I just want to thank you guys. I'm notorious in my friend group for hating on BBS and listening through the story with you guys. However, I found a new appreciation for the story of this game that I don't think I would have ever gained without this podcast. So thank you for helping me enjoy my favorite series even more. Uh, my actual awesome. question for Shannon, do you have a favorite music tra- track from BBS? I'd ask Jake too, but I don't know how much, if any, he's heard of the soundtrack. Uh, if I'm honest... I don't remember a lot of the soundtrack <laughs> from Birth by Sleep. Um, like, I like the music from Kingdom Hearts, but uh, I usually only recall the stuff from actively from, like, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, because, I like, Birth by Sleep is my favorite Kingdom Hearts game. I've still only played it the once. <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Since I heard it recently and it's still in my head, the Vanitas boss fight music is pretty boss. 
Other nice. than that, I can't really remember anything except for the Cinderella music being kind of annoying, but me actively trying to not be annoyed by it because it was bippity boppity boo. I'm like, I can't be mad at you. And then an hour <laughs> later going, all right, I'm about to be mad at you. <laughs> I'm trying real hard not to be mad at you. <laughs> it's just the same eight notes over and over again. <laughs> and uh, for Jake, of all the plot twists of the series so far, which one is your favorite slash surprised you the most? Like the whole series? Uh, yeah, in the series so far. The series so far? Um, if I had a memory at all at this point in my life, I would be able to answer this better, but I delete the RAM of every podcast that I do as soon as I finish editing it. So I think just like like gut check is uh nominate is not bad. <laughs> I think that was an, that was maybe my favorite surprise because I don't know why I didn't I didn't see it. I was like, oh, she's manipulating Sora's memories. She's the bad guy for this. Nope. Nope. That was just a thing that she could do. Yeah, Chain of Memories does a lot of work with framing. Yeah. Uh good good call on that one. I also I mean the like the fact that uh Tara is Xemnas via Xehanort. <laughs> that that's a uh, that one I hate um cuz it's sad. <laughs> It's also weird that they didn't cast the guy who did the voice of Xemnas to do the voice of Terra. But I guess when you got evil in you, all the Jason Doring flies right out. Yeah, your voice gets real deep when you're evil. I guess. If I were doing a Kingdom Hearts movie, and maybe we'll talk about like, because we, we, I think we're probably going to do a couple more bonus episodes. We haven't talked about it. I don't know how many more. Yeah. You could use some time off notes. So we're like <laughs> trying to get a couple that aren't uh, note heavy. Um, so maybe we'll, we'll talk about like what we would do for the live action uh, movie slash TV show slash whatever the fuck they're doing uh, next time. But I have definite ideas about what the what how you would get Jason Doring in there because I love <laughs> that guy. <laughs> they just say thanks for the great podcast, Nate, aka Yidus Venitas. Oh, Yidus Venitas! <laughs> it's my favorite patron name, maybe ever. <laughs> it's very good. Uh, this is from. John at Moylan John. One, Jake, you okay? This game was a doozy for punches right in the feels. Yeah, I think at this point I'm pretty good at bouncing back. I let it, I, I, try, to, I try to let a lot of things out. I think Tanner asked me this a little while ago. Because um, they do a Glee podcast, which is inadvisable. But him and Christina are doing one. <laughs> I guess it's on an episode that's coming up. And my now my Netflix algorithm is poisoned. Um, but they they were like, how do, you, how do you just like let something that like that much happen and not like just like put your head between your legs i'm like oh i just like like or how, like how do you process it i was like oh you hear all the processing i have no emotional like my my emotional barrier doing this show is like cheesecloth like it, it if it happens it comes right out and so <laughs> you hear all the processing on the air so at this point i'm pretty good at being like oh that sucked ouch my feelings all right we got well we got i guess i gotta just live with this now until i learn more and hopefully it ends okay <laughs> Number two, Shannon, what was your favorite Jake's brain just broke moment of birth by sleep? Sora's face being a coincidence that he looks kind of like Ventus. <laughs> That's stupid. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's not how genetics work. <laughs> genetics are not in your soul. They're in your blood. <laughs> it's just a coincidence. They just kind of look alike, I guess. Cool. They got the same character designer. It happens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to, to be fair, 
everyone kind of looks like Sora. They yeah. all, all the main boys kind of look the same. And some of the girls, like Kyrie's has the same like big eyes as Sora. Like their face shapes are real similar in the first game. Yeah. Um, Cause they're like kids. So they're like squished down people. <laughs> but, <laughs> and three, should the land of departure get an HR department to avoid a repeat of Terranort? Uh, I don't know if it would help, honestly. Yeah. Maybe just more than one guy. In, like, a giant castle taking care of things. Maybe just, like, a team of people helping them out. That's what I was wondering. Like, is it just... In that big-ass castle, is it just the four of them until Xehanort comes in? Is it just the four of them hanging out in that big, empty... Does no one work there? Does <laughs> no one else, like, live there? Yeah, does no one upkeep the castle? Right, yeah. Who's washing the windows? Like, is that just part of your training? Is, like, get on your on your skateboard, then... And clean all the tall windows. <laughs> Aqua, we gotta reshingle the roof. Get up there. Apparently, yeah. There's no ground. There's a. There's whole gardens. There's no groundskeepers. Wild. There are NPCs. There's no NPCs. Ex- exactly. I, I'm assuming that it's just like it's the same way with like whoa, big crowd, and there's no one there. They're just <laughs> like yeah, everyone's here, and it's just nobody because they couldn't render them yet. <laughs> oh, real quick. Uh, also, I don't think the HR would work because everyone's really stupid. Yeah. Everyone was really easily tricked by this old man who looks like the devil. <laughs> like, his name might as well be Old Scratch. And they're like, yeah, Old Scratch, come on in. Cross my threshold. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm just real disappointed in some of them. No, you're, you're right. <laughs> Especially Ericus. Because when you find out that he's like, yeah, I want to destroy the... I just want to. I just want to kind of destroy the world and see what happens next. And he's like, don't. And then he beat the shit out of... Eric is about it. And Eric is like, hey, you want to come see my kids get their, do a test? <laughs> no, you should get someone to put that guy in jail after that. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, this is from Connor at Dark Rising 1993. For Jake, when you are all done with this, will you play the games? Probably. I'm not very good at uh, JRPGs. But this one I know is not very menu based. Yeah, it's action RPG. Yeah, so there are there are menus, but it's not like just menus. So I can probably deal with that. That said, will I play the card game? Probably not. I don't think I have that in me. <laughs> I'm not strong enough. That's fair. But uh, everything else I would like to, I would like to play. Also, especially Kingdom Hearts three sounds like that one's real easy to play. <laughs> so so easy <laughs> i like games for babies i can't wait till we get that one boss that i was legitimately bored during because <laughs> it just doesn't spawn as often when you're on easy so i just stood in a spot waiting for it to show back up <laughs> it's just like give you a water break like is you time to like check your mail like it's hard to it's like a big whirlpool and there's something coming out of it at certain points so you have to like go around and attack it and like it would show up and go away and then show back up. But on easy mode, it like shows up, goes down, shows back up, goes down. It gives you time between each one to like recenter yourself and like yeah. get ready, get really ready for the next Apparently. one. Apparently. For Shannon, can you, in one word for each game, for each of the games to come, describe to Jake without spoilers what to expect from them, i.e. 358 over two days is sadness. Uh, recoded bugs. <laughs> okay. Was not uh, expecting bugs. Uh, what, what did I expect out of 3D? I'll say time. 
Okay. For the for the pile of mobile games, it's the same game. <sighs> <laughs> Is that a word? <laughs> it counts. It, it's just like brackets of me sighing. <laughs> brackets sighs loudly. <laughs> what else is left? Fragmentary passage in M three. Yeah, I guess uh, I don't know. There's not really like a lot to expect out of fragmentary passage. It's a four hour game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be a, a nice quick couple episodes then. Yeah. Um. Then Kingdom Hearts three. Just I'm trying to think because my I wasn't the happiest with Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> so I'm trying to not be salty and remind myself that Remind fixed all my problems and it's totally okay. I had to pay thirty extra dollars for a game to be finished. <laughs> um. <laughs> Lo- love that. Uh, 2019. I well probably 2017 and onward. Uh, game development theory finish it later <laughs> no i'd like it done now thank you actually i'll say wrap up with a hyphen so it counts <laughs> as one word counts as one word because it does technically wrap stuff up all right we got uh two from bill saying hi guys love the show my question is at the end of the birth by sleep secret episode when tara and ventus are saying sora with everyone is that supposed to be way in the future or did no more just mess up because ven is supposed to be in a coma um, I took it as not literal that it was something from the past because if Ven was still supposed to be in a coma, then Tara also wouldn't be there. Yeah, Tara would be extremely dead from that uh, at that point. That's what it seemed to me. It seemed to me like one of those things where, like, uh, like in in shonen anime, where everyone just knows Naruto's gonna do something, you know? Yeah. It just seemed like that, but Sora, because he's like the main boy. So yeah, I didn't. I didn't take it as, like, literal. I took it as just, like, you know, them in a memory somewhere, stuck in time. Yeah. Because their hearts are still out there, and they're just hoping for Sora. Yeah, and the way I kind of took it is also that, like, the chain of memories is, like, each of these people are connected now, and they're all connected to Sora, even if he never met Cinderella, which I don't think he ever went to Cinderella World, because I was new to this game, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so he never met Cinderella, but, like, her being, like, Sora, like, that makes sense because, like, the chain of memories. It makes Kingdom Hearts sense. It doesn't make real sense entirely, but it makes Kingdom Hearts sense, I think. Yeah. And then uh, their other question is, they made a Jungle Book world for the game, but it never made it into the finished product. Do you know why? Yeah, this was actually, I meant to bring this up on the show. Someone data mined Birth by Sleep and found pieces of a Jungle Book world that never got finished. Oh, shit. And, like... Uh, it looked kind of cool, and I actually don't know why it got canceled, but or why it's not there. But I'm sure it's entirely to do with time and money. I was about to say, if I had to guess, they either ran out of time or money, <laughs> and because uh, yeah. there's only really two reasons you take some, you start something and don't keep it in the game. Uh, it's it's you ran out of time or money, or someone higher up didn't like it. But if it's not a whole level, then like they wouldn't just keep yeah. that in there especially since it was already being put into the game so it had yeah. already been designed and so on and so forth yeah i would really liked i would really like the jungle book world yeah and i think people were saying that like the gr- the gorilla unversed that you see in neverland should have were supposed to be in there that's why they kind of don't fit yeah that makes sense i mean there's not any gorillas in the jungle book they're orangutans yeah but like I think that would make like if you saw like a gorilla unversed in Jungle Book Land, you'd be like, yeah, okay. Whereas if you see it in Neverland, you're like, yeah, okay, 
Because like Neverland's Neverland. There's pirates and there's like you know the native camp and there's lost boys dressed up like animals and like yeah fairies. There's like a whole bunch of shit in Neverland. But yeah, my guess is time or money. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. I love the Jungle Book. Like it's one of my favorite uh, Disney movies. So I would have I would have really liked to hang out with Mowgli and Baloo. I think the only thing that they found were just like some like jungle looking areas, and that was kind of about it. Okay. And I know it wasn't a copyright thing, because I know Tarzan can't show up now because of copyright, but, like, yeah. the Jungle Book, like, they they're still, they recently made a Jungle Book movie. Like, it's fine. Yeah, like, a little while. I think they own, I think Jungle Book itself is in public domain, kind of like how all the, all the princesses are public domain, but, like, you can't have Cinderella talk to mice, because, like, Gus Gus is not public domain. Like, yeah. that's, like, Cinderella, or, like, how, um... I'm trying to think of anything else like this. The seven dwarves being which ones they are like that is specific to the movie. But like just Snow White knowing seven dwarves, I think, is not. Yeah. Or why people think the whole like the Mandela effect. They're like, it's supposed to be mirror, mirror on the wall. I'm like, no, that's what everyone says. So they don't actually quote Snow White and get in trouble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's the uh, happy, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday of uh quoting movies yeah because she says magic mirror on the wall and everyone's yeah. just like mandela effect I'm like no it's just other people say it differently that's weird though because didn't they make didn't disney make a movie called mirror mirror that was wasn't that the snow white movie they made uh did, was that them that made it or was it someone else i thought it was that i thought that was a the that disney is definitely movie. a snow white movie yeah i don't know Let i'm not see. gonna look it up <laughs> i'm already looking it up okay well you I'm... look it up I, was Julia Roberts in that movie? Yes. Was it even called Mirror Mirror? I think yeah, I feel was, like it was. It was called Mirror Mirror. God, why are you not saying who made this movie? Well, Disney's not plastered all over. Yeah. <laughs> so it probably can't be them. And you know, I complain about Disney sometimes, but this movie looks like shit, and Disney at least doesn't make things that look that sh this shitty. Yeah, this is definitely is not Disney. I don't see who it is though. Um, let me see. Actually, this this dress looks cool. It was directed by Tarsum Singh, so now I want to watch it extremely bad. That explains why I was like, I was about to be like, damn, all these costumes look cool as hell, though. <laughs> but just all like the uh, designs and graphics promoting the movie kind of look like shit. Yeah, do you, I found the production company. Zzz. There's like nine, so <laughs> none of them are Disney. Yeah. So that would explain it. That would probably explain why they said mirror mirror. Because I was like, if this is just if this is just the first like live action Disney movie they did, they would have called it Magic Mirror, unless they also got tricked by everyone saying Mirror Mirror. <laughs> um, but damn, that's what Tarsum Singh's been up to. If y'all haven't seen The Fall, hey PSA, if you have not seen Tarsum Singh's The Fall, fix your life and watch that movie. It's so good. The Fall is gorgeous. I love that movie. It is literally the prettiest movie I've ever seen. Also, and this gets overshadowed a lot, the story is extremely good. Yes, it is very good too. But, like, they filmed in places that no one had ever put on film before because no one was allowed to before Tarsum Singh, like, went to these places and was like, please, can we film this, like, entire town where all the houses are painted this, like, beautiful blue. Like, it's somewhere, it's, I think it's, I think it was in, in either India or Tibet. It was one of, one of those two places because they filmed all over the world. I could talk about this movie forever. I love it so much. It is a very good movie. Watch that movie, everybody. You got another Twitter? Uh, sure. All right. Uh, this is from boy. I love trying to figure out what this name is. I feel like it's just Sarah, but it's so Sora, Sora, Soaroa. 
Hopefully one of those is close. <laughs> At the same word, Soaroa, maybe. I don't know. Mostly not a question, but I'd like to hear Jake's thoughts on the fact that Roxas' musical theme is the same as Ventus's, but with less instruments and notes that the players just had to deal with the whole game. Stay safe. We're, we're staying safe. Thank you. Um, I have not heard any of the music um, because I don't really care about video game music, especially a video game I'm not playing. Um, like when I'm playing, if I play, like, if I, if I play Pokemon, I mute it so I can listen to a podcast or watch like videos while I do it. Um, aside from Zelda and Mario and like Metroid and Portal, like I don't, I barely even hear video game music when it's on, I, which is weird because I'm ex- like almost exclusively an auditory learner. It just doesn't get into my brain, so I just don't listen to it. I have not listened to any of the because I stay away from Kingdom Hearts stuff except for on the show mostly. I do like the idea that it's like, hey, here's Ventus's theme. It's just Roxas's theme, remember? But it's a little different. And you're just going to have to live with that for this game. <laughs> I do like the idea of that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I just have not heard it. Next is from Jams at Jams Wilk. For the Q&A episode, if you could name a flavor of Sobe drinks, what would it be? Shane, you ever, you ever, you ever tuck into Sobe life water? No. Were you ever 13? I was. Uh, well, if you didn't drink Sobe, how do you know? I drank a lot of Surge. Okay. I feel like Surge had been outlawed by that that point because it's like 2003 which is when i was 13 i know you're older than me but not by much only by like a year i think yeah i drank a lot of soap because i was a skater and that's what you did when you when you were a skater you drank a lot of soapy life water i don't know they just tasted water down to me and i didn't like them uh some of them did the soapy oolong tea was the best one and it was literally i got the scarlet fever once hey everybody i survived scarlet fever fun fact about jake mason um it was bad <laughs> The only thing I could drink, for some reason, was Sobe Oolong tea, because it got bee pollen in it, and I, I assume that helped somehow. Huh. I know, I didn't drink a lot of those Arizona iced teas that were like 99 cents. I, oh, they just got rid of the cans of those, those like big tall 99 cent cans. They like got rid of those like four months ago, and I am devastated. Ugh. TBQH. Um, if I could name a Sobe Life Water, it would, it would not be better than anything they have. They, they had. Uh, like Tsunami. Was the pink one, I think. It was really good. Liz Blizz is the best name, but it was the worst flavor. I talk about this a lot on Morphin Grid. If y'all want to hear about Sobe Life Water, you can hop over there <laughs> and check out the start of the Ninja Storm episodes. Second question. Looking back on all the games you've covered so far, what would you say are the best and worst things that have happened? Like, ever? Like, total? Or or on the show? Because I think the, the, the best and worst thing to happen on the show was the secret ending of kingdom hearts 2 the first time it was explained to me and then when i watched it for obvious reasons in the games though i don't know best and worst things on the show or in the game i feel like we just said that it it just said it just says looking back on all the games you covered so i guess in the games okay i mean my literally my favorite thing that i think has happened in kingdom hearts is that like keyblade knighting ceremony that is cool like i genuinely think about that every single day I still, one of my favorite moments is still Sora immediately stabbing himself to save Kyrie's heart. Yeah, that's good. The boy's good. Yeah. And then I guess worst. I just really don't like Diz, y'all. Yeah, Diz sucks. Uh, The worst thing is every time I hear about more stuff that Diz did to children. (laughs) That sucks. And then when the game's like, that guy's a good guy. And I'm like, I don't know. He's not. You're wrong. You're wrong about that. You're in fairness, it's mostly him pointing out at himself going, hey, everyone, that's a good guy. I mean, yes, but they're also specifically Mickey Mouse 
the you know Mickey Mouse from Disney <laughs> is like, there's my friend Diz, and I'm like, Mickey, why are you friends with him? He's a horrible person. Also, yes, I would rather Pete watch my children than let Diz just exist in the world at all. Period. <laughs> One last question, um, Jake. After you finish games, do you ever go and watch a cutscene movie for the game? Um, I've been doing that for the past few games you've done, and it really helps connect some clues together. I have not. I think about doing it every time we finish a game, and then I don't do it <laughs> for a couple reasons. Number one is adult-onset ADHD. <laughs> Sometimes I just forget and do something else. That's fair. Another thing is uh, I, I'm like I'm real careful about looking up. Like if 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 we talk about something on the show that I want to see. I'm like, Shannon, please find a video of that that you send me so I don't actually see anything. Because if I look up, if I go onto YouTube and I'm like, what's the cutscene movie for Kingdom Hearts 1 look like? The next time I go on YouTube, it's going to be like, here's a bunch of spoilers in video titles uh, in your recommendeds. Yep. I don't, uh, I don't really fuck around uh, in that respect, so I have not. I, at some point, I would like to. If for no other reason than to just see some of this acting, because boy was I surprised at the acting in the in the Kingdom Hearts uh, in the Birth by Sleep stuff I saw, <laughs> um, and then it's good and also terrible. Yep, which is a sweet spot, I think. <laughs> All right, hit us with the email. All right, it is from our buddy Tanner. They say, "Hey y'all, hope this email finds you well. I got questions with a capital U." So questions. <laughs> <laughs> Go. Oh, Fucking Q, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I definitely said you, didn't I? Yep. <laughs> uh, a baby world would seem like a shoe in for Birth by Sleep, considering it was consumed by darkness prior to Kingdom Hearts 1. But it never showed up in Kingdom Hearts 2 after it should have been freed or in uh, BBS before the darkness happened. Then I realized they were probably saving money by not having to make unique models and control schemes for the BBS trio's personas. Still, what <laughs> critters do you think Ven, Terra, and Aqua would become if they were to meet Bambi? Oh boy, that I didn't. I never considered them getting different forms. And boy, now I feel a little bit cheated. Uh, I think. I don't know. Since it's Bambi, my gut says they should all be deer. I think so too, and it, it would be funny because it would just be a family of deer. It would yeah, be, it'd just be a, like a buck, a doe, and a baby. Little deer legs. <laughs> Which I feel like all three of those would be a fun dynamic with Bambi because it's a dad, a mom, and then a baby. Yeah. Or if they were just different woodland animals, uh, I think Tara would be a bear. I think that's yeah. pretty much a slam dunk. Ven would be a bunny. He would. Trying to think what Aqua would be. I don't know. I feel like she would still be a deer. Yeah. Because they are majestic, but like like streamlined, but still powerful. Like there's a lot. I love deer. Deer's, there's a lot going on with deer. And I think Aqua uh, deserves to be a deer. <laughs> she gets to turn into one. Yeah. And then like, you know, Bambi's whole thing is the whole movie is about him losing his mom and then having like an adult doe show up. I feel like could be a fun dynamic with Bambi. Yeah. Like, a, a bittersweet one, which is appropriate for Aqua's storyline. Right, yeah. Because Aqua's story, like, goes real quick, but it's, like, just a lot of, like, huh. Okay. <laughs> like, it's a lot of those. Yeah, it's a lot of, like, I did, like, it's, I'm in a bad situation, but for a good reason, so it's fine. You gotta do the work. You just gotta do the work, Aqua. Someone has to. 
Number two is, is Nomura enough of a wild card to release a new Kingdom Hearts game that can only be played via Fortnite? <laughs> yes. I see. I think yes, but I also, I don't think that would be a Nomura decision. That'd be a Disney decision. I feel like Disney would be like, put it in Fortnite, like where we did our Star War reveal. <laughs> we told you Palpatine was back in Star War in Fortnite and kids loved it, I think. But I feel like Nomura would not want to be constrained by the Fortnite game. Like, you can't do anything new in the game Fortnite. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if you're like, put it on the DS, you're like, all right, now I know what I'm working within, but I can do whatever I want within, with, within the limitations. But if you just make a game in Fortnite, you're like, you just got to do Fortnite, but they're dressed like Sora, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I wouldn't put it past them, because again, there's a, like... In the um conduct in the book the program you can buy for the orchestra, there's dialogue in there that leads that ties into Kingdom Hearts three, and you can only get this dialogue between characters. There. That is very specific, huh? <laughs> it's it's the most Kingdom Hearts bullshit to happen because we got there. We first because we, we've been to it like three times now. The first time we went, David was just like, "We have to get a program because there's story in there." I'm like. Yeah, that sounds right, actually. <laughs> I don't know what I expected. <laughs> um, I also don't think they would do it simply because of the amount of hands in the pot of Kingdom Hearts. Because it's not just Disney, it's not just Square. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's like a lot going on for them to be like, yeah, let's put this thing in someone else's game that we don't own. I feel like that's a little much. You can announce a thing for a movie in it, but I feel like having a whole game in that. This is, it's a preposterous that it would even happen in the first place, but just, just, I'm trying to think through the logistics because I don't want to have to play Fortnite. I wouldn't count Nomura against it though. I do think he probably wouldn't enjoy it, but he'd do it. <laughs> He's a soldier. Because <laughs> I mean, he, that poor guy already has to deal with Disney and I can only imagine all the stuff, the, the bullshit they make him do. Yeah, God. I mean, to be fair, he got, he got away, he's gotten away with a lot. Yeah. I know there was one thing where, like, the way Aqua's top is, he wanted that blue part to be, like, more translucent, like, it was sheer. And yeah. then, like, basically just, like, a sheer top with a bra underneath. But right. Disney was like, no. So then when, like, PS4 graphics happen, it kind of happened anyways. Because <laughs> he's just like, it's just the detail. What are you going to do about <laughs> <Yeah>. it? <laughs> look, look. It's next gen, baby. <laughs> also, you don't own Aqua Disney. <laughs> Also, it still kind of reads that way regardless. That's how I yeah. always read it. Yeah. Number three is, is Terra becoming Xehanort the opposite of himboification? Yes. <laughs> I'm not entirely clear on what himboification would entail. I mean, Terra's already a himbo. Well, see, I think that's what they mean, though, oh, yeah. is like, because he starts as a himbo and he turns into the worst guy. <laughs> Asterisk. It's that, Except it, for Diz. It's that terrible thing of, like, the woman picking up the book and turning it into, like, a skinny... It's <laughs> <laughs> just, like, big, beefy Tara picking up a book and then turning it into just a smaller version of Tara that's a shitty person. That's just, like, a shitty guy who's like, I'm gonna um, refer to this little girl as it and download the moon. Like, no, that was also, that was a Diz plot. I keep forgetting. That was the other person. That was a different other shitty person. That was the shitty Ansem that a shittier Ansem tried to catfish. Hey, can I tell you how fucking banana it is knowing that Tara 
become that Xehanort takes Terra's body, changes doesn't change his name, then loses his heart, then changes his name, and then splits into a different person that is a different name that was the one he took from that but then scramble it up. That is so dumb. <laughs> Ansem sucks so hard that this dude went through all of that just to fuck him up. Yeah. Just to like get him. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. Uh then it says anyway. As always, uh, thanks for making such a cool, fun podcast, and I can't wait for Recoded the last two episodes before we deep dive into Dream Drop Distance. Me too. Hell yeah. <laughs> Next on Twitter is from Stephen at Marshmallow. That's a very good name. I hope I'm not too late, but what's Jake's current theory slash understanding on Xehanort's overall plan? So it's weird. <laughs> I've been thinking about this a little bit lately because I forgot because like when we're going through birth by sleep, I'm just trying to be like present and like be in it. And so like I don't put a lot of things. I talked about this before. I don't really put a lot of things together until like I'm editing and then I will message Shannon and be like, oh, remind me to mention this thing. But like I, I forgot birth by sleep was a prequel. I knew it was and like I never like it, that never left my head. But like I was just like it's its own story. So I'm trying to take it on face value. But then. It's like, yeah, no, it is a prequel. And so, like, that leads into Kingdom Hearts 1 and all the other games. But then Xemnas does die in Kingdom Hearts 2. But then there is a secret ending that's like, hey, here's this thing. And you're like, okay, what's that? Oh, it's a past thing that already happened. Okay. So, chronologically, we don't need to worry about that anymore because it's done. Like, in the, in the kayfabe of Kingdom Hearts. But then there's Kingdom Hearts 3? And I don't know what's going to happen in it because the bad guy who was a different, even worse bad guy than I thought does die in Kingdom Hearts 2. So I don't know what's going on. I also don't know what 3D is going to be about because I don't know when it is. So my current understanding of his plan is that he wanted to become a god because he decided he was going to be a cliche. So he's like, I'm going to find a thing and I'll be able to create the next world, capital W, become a god. That went awry several ways, uh, but he did get to steal a body and be hot again because his old bones were just letting him down. And I get that part. But then the Keyblade blew up when uh, Ven was like, I'm going to blow up. And then Aqua locked away the what was left of Ven in a in a the fucking castle oblivion thing so i don't know and he's like oh i'm just gonna get kingdom hearts now and i don't know i, I don't know who fucking knows man <laughs> <laughs> i'd have to write it all out and like look at it and to formulate something <laughs> currently i think he wanted just to get kingdom hearts so he could turn into a spaceship but then he did so he got his wish maybe sometimes you <laughs> just want to be a shirtless spaceship I, you know who hasn't who among us hasn't been like, man, I wish I could be a spaceship right now. I wish I could be a hot shirtless man, but also a spaceship. <laughs> Which happens a surprising amount in this video game series about Mickey Mouse's friend Sora. In Xemnas' defense, he's like, what if I had cool armor, but was also soldered to the side of a spaceship? What if I was Sam the Eagle from The Muppets plus a Budweiser can, but then soldered to a spaceship? And then Mar Marluxio strolls in, but like, yeah, hold my beer. <laughs> I'm going to get Digimon, actually. <laughs> I'm going to be a sexy spaceship. 
Got him. Um, and then uh, also from from Steven. Oh, and I think this has been asked before, so feel free to ignore. But what would each of your individual Keyblades look like slash be called? We have talked about this. No idea what they would be called. Yeah, I'm bad at naming Keyblades. It's the part I never do on Kingdom Designs. I would probably be okay. I'm I'm good at naming things. So maybe next time we do one, I will look at. Though I haven't actually seen the the movie, so I don't. <laughs> I haven't. I so I can't name uh, anything. I should finish that. Yeah, time is. It just keeps moving, so who knows? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is from Kirby to Bird at Kirby to Bird. Uh, one, Shannon, uh, more of a consideration, but how shocking was it for you the first time around learning that you can fight Monstro in the arena um, in this game? Uh, in Kingdom Hearts 1, Sora explores Monstro as an entire world, and now these teams are just squaring up to fight the big fish 1v1. Uh, I guess I just thought it was cool. I didn't really think too much about the logistics because I was just like, yeah, it makes sense that Monstros just like minded his own business doing his thing. He's just like a pissed off whale. Yeah. He, he can go and do whatever he wants. Yeah, he was in space for a while. Yeah. <laughs> he should not be there. I do really like the escalation of that, though. Like, yeah. just being like, oh, now I get to fight the world I was in before. Yeah, it was like a cool fight and I didn't know it was going to be there. So it was definitely like, oh, hey, cool. But I don't know. It didn't like blow my mind. Second, for both of us, if Roxas may be considered to at least partially be Ventus's nobody, question mark, because Sora and Ventus share a heart, question mark, uh, and Roxas took a lot of Ven's features, question mark, if Xemnas had named Roxas after Ventus, what would his nobody name be? That's a long walk. Um, let me see. So put an X in Ventus. Texanv. T E X S U N V. How do you spell it again? T E X S U N V. I think that's all the letters plus an X. Texan. <laughs> it's an implied V more than anything. <laughs> it's a lot easier if you make the nobody's name first and then get a fake name afterwards. Well, that's why every all the nobody names like seem pretty neat. They're still made up like bullshit names, but they're like pretty neat. But then like you reverse engineer it and you're like, here's Aeolus. <laughs> it's like yeah that's something maybe here's isa <laughs> okay here's brag <laughs> sure they're like we mean it we swear like these are all real Just believe us yeah and then and then you get to like sometimes you sometimes you hit something nice like here's lee even though I would not pronounce Lee Lee yeah. like the way it's spelled I would not pronounce it that way yeah i think when i first saw i oh uh... And like Kingdom Hearts two times when everyone was trying to figure out everyone's names, I think we always said like Leah. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of options for yeah the three left over, but like yeah, I like I I would I would have bought that, but then you get a nice one like Dylan, just like a real name, just like Dylan. <laughs> like what's up? Here's Dylan. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you. I'm not gonna lie, I pulled a fantasy bullshit that I always said uh like Dylan or like Dylan, <laughs> and then then someone's like it's Dylan. And I was like. Oh, that is just Dylan. It's just Dylan. <laughs> it was God a real bless. Peter Pataya moment from Game it's, of Thrones. You know what's wild is that you and me are the only two people, I guess, that listen to the audiobook first. And yeah. so I still, in my head, I'm like, it's Pataya, though, right? Like, because that's what he said the whole time in the first, like, four books. Yeah, and then so they're like, hey, it's Peter. I'm like, fuck off. Fuck you, it's Peter. There's a Y in there. <laughs> like, we already have a Kevin Lannister. We don't need Peter. <laughs> This is Kevin and Peter and Jack and Hagar. It's like, yeah, that's f- sure. Fucking whatever, I guess. 
But then John's just spelled John. Yep. Get your shit together, Game of Thrones. <laughs> Listen, George, look at me. Look at me. Finish the next one. <laughs> Please. I Please. need to know how it actually ends. But yeah, I would say Texan. V- <laughs> <laughs> um, and then three for Jake. Uh, if this is Power Rangers Birth by Sleep, what cool robots would you want each of your, ch- each of your children to operate? Well, Shannon, you like Power Rangers too, so we can include you in this one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I'm putting them all on a team and I want like a like a unified theme, this would be very weird, but I would want them to each have each of their robots would be a different Disney character that when you put them together makes a giant Megazord Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and they all already have elements, so that makes it easier to like narrow down who they should be. Yeah. Because, like, my ideal team is, and this I don't think can happen because of the way the games go, um, it'd be Roxas. So, well, Sora would be the Red Ranger, obviously. Riku's the Black Ranger. Kyrie is the Pink Ranger. And then I want to put Shion on it, but maybe she'd be the Sixth Ranger. And then Naminé would be Yellow, and Roxas would be Blue. I'm actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch some of these around. Naminé would be Pink. Kyrie would be blue, Roxas would be yellow. And then Shion is the Green Ranger, because she doesn't exist anymore. She's the Phantom Ranger. She's the... Oh, but no, do not <laughs> compare my sweet, beautiful daughter to that piece of shit Phantom Ranger. <laughs> that guy sucks. She's like the Magna Defender, where she's just there to look cool and be kind of sad. Yeah. That's much better than the Phantom Ranger. That guy blows. She's like, I look boss. <laughs> but my kid was shot in front of me. I have to I, leave dramatically. <laughs> Flip my cape and leave. <laughs> Do they have elements? Do those ones have elements attached to them that I just haven't noticed? Who the other characters? Like the main, like the main characters, not like the um, like I know that all the organization people do, but if I remember, I know Kyrie means like wave or something. Yeah, Kyrie means the name Kyrie means ocean village. Okay. I think Namine is also something to do with water, but I'm not Sora sure. Sora means sky, Riku means land, and Kairi means separation. Huh. At least according to this quick thing I clicked on a forum. <laughs> so if I'm wrong, they're wrong. I feel like Kairi definitely has something to do with water because pro wrestler Kairi Sane is a pirate. Yeah, it's definitely like sea and stuff like that. Yeah. I didn't know that about Riku. I knew that, I knew Sora meant sky. I did not know Riku meant land. That is really clever. And then you you get the fucking Ventus and Aqua and Terra, and that's just what those are, but in Latin. Clever. Good job, Nomura. Yep, Riku means land. And Roxas means fucking nothing. It's a made-up bullshit word. <laughs> it means sky rearranged with an X in it. Yeah, so like I maybe that's like lightning, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, he could be lightning. Yeah, and then uh, Naminé is memories, which is like heart, because she's like the chain of memories, which is your heart, so like, and your soul and all that. Yeah, it looks so like makes uh, sense. Nami means ocean wave, and apparently the, the name Naminé can be translated to the sound of the ocean wave in Japanese, since the character Oto can be pronounced as Ne, a fictional character who is known as Naminé, stars in the video game series Kingdom Hearts. Gotcha. I knew, I knew Nami meant... Uh, Something to do with the ocean because of One Piece. Yeah. Because there's a character named that. And then Shion is, uh, like, Void. She's, like, the Aether. Yeah. So they would each have, like, different Kingdom Hearts, like, or Disney characters uh, as, but, like, robots. And then they would turn into Big Mickey Mouse Megazord. <laughs> That's what I would do anyway. I could dig it. 
I would just, my thing is pick what Disney character based on what element they have. So obviously Sora would have a bird of some sort. Right. Sora would have, who are birds in Zazu? I'd like someone cooler. (laughs) And not Iago. (laughs) Uh, The big eagle from Rescuers Down Under. Hell yeah. That'd be rad. So then water would be... I guess there's two water. I feel like I feel like nominate is more like heart than yeah. water. Just because like the nature of her powers and like all the bullshit metaphors that are stacked up on top of each other to make it work. Yeah, that's true. Um I feel like would would make her the heart more than than water. So Kyrie would be a marine animal flounder. <laughs> flounder could be one. Is there I don't I don't think there's in Moana, I don't think there's any There's stingrays. There's, she could be a big stingray. That would be cool. That would be neat. Riku could be... It's a big land animal. He could just be a lion. Be Simba. Yeah. Which might be awkward since Sora's friends with Simba. Be like, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> hey, I know your robot. <laughs> um, I mean, if you're like a technical, then like, nominate could be Donald. Because <laughs> he's a duck. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I like her being the stingray better. Lightning... Ooh, maybe Sora, instead of being, like, the eagle from Rescuers, he's uh, Pegasus. Ooh, I like that. Uh, from Hercules. Yeah, I like that. Also his friend. <laughs> also his friend. Well, I mean, look, we're already, you know, bending a lot of rules yeah. here. So it's, like... a bi- it's also a big Venn diagram. There's a chance. It, yeah. And Sora can point anywhere and be like, that's my friend. Yeah, Sora's friends with literally everybody. <laughs> that's his whole deal. <laughs> I don't know who else anybody else would be. I would need I would need more time than what we are gonna devote to a podcast yeah, to figure already, it out. We're already over an hour. Yeah, okay. So next, uh for both of us from Xander at Adept Xander, which K pop group would our three kiddos be into? Or be in. Ooh, be in? Be in. I mean Triple H is right off the table. Yeah. No. <laughs> right out. <laughs> for a lot of reasons. Well, to get our boys off the table, I don't think any of them would be in Block B. No, they, I mean... Sora's, like, too sweet. Yeah. And Riku's, like, broody, too, but... Too moody? Yeah, they're not really broody. They're more, like, I don't know. Yeah. They're Block B. <laughs> I, yeah, they're they're rowdy. Well, this is three kiddos, so uh, I don't know who... Kyrie is absolutely in twice. For, oh, for sure. Or maybe, like, Itzy. I feel like she could do, like, the cutesy girl crush. Yeah, I think so. Um, I feel like, you know who I feel like would actually fit in Block B? It's outside the, those three. I feel like Tara could probably fit in pretty uh, well. Yeah, uh, absolutely. He's a big, <laughs> dumb, rowdy boy. He's a big, dumb, rowdy boy. I think he would fit in pretty well. Nominate would be in Laboom, because nobody fucking remembers them. <laughs> no, I guess that was Shion. Yeah, Shion, Shion would be there. She ought to be in Laboom because nobody fucking remembers. Nominate would be in Blackpink because they're really cool, but they don't get a they don't get a lot to work with. <laughs> they only show up every four years. Um, My gut and probably a big bias says I think Sora would be in God Seven. I also was about to say God Seven because he's like he's a pretty all around good boy. He can get rowdy, but not like the kind of rowdy that Block B gets. And I think yeah. that God Seven is like the 
the rightful. Yeah, I feel like when his game face is on, he's ready to fucking go and he means business. But if it's just like him and his friends, he's like, I'm going to be stupid and have fun and maybe break a table and have things <laughs> taken away from me until in the middle of like a show we're recording because I keep fiddling with things and everyone's <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> um, Riku. Who's Broody? I feel like I want to I want to put him in like Monster X, kind of. Yeah, I get to see uh, Monster X, like, they're, like, yeah, because I guess they kind of have, like, the more mature, like, trying to be, like, yeah. sexier image, but are still, like, kind of fun and sweet. Yeah. I was going to say, um, oh, God, Vix. I feel Vix, like, yeah. Because they're, like, super high concept, and their concepts are always, like, kind of broody and weird. Yeah. He could fit in in fantasy. Yeah, for sure. And then Aqua would be in uh, Red Velvet. Uh, yes, absolutely. And then Ven would be in BTS, I guess. I don't know anything about them. I don't know if he would fit there or not. I just feel like he's, like, big enough. That would... I feel like he could fit in with BTS. They're good kids, and they try a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a time that one of the uh, members of BTS um, had their heart ripped in half to make an evil one. So, like, I think it would I think it would work out. Yeah, I think it was a subunit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you make subunits, right? Yeah, yeah, that's um, what T2U was. They just yeah. ripped his tail in half. Yes, yeah, it's just ripped him in half. Added a Yuquan. <laughs> boom, T2U. His nobody was Yuquan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little bit. I don't know who would be who. Well, we don't need to get into it. We can move on. Yeah. Um, next from Janine at Janine Juliet. Um, what is the best best Cinderella ship? A. Cindy and Tara. B. Cindy and Aqua. C. You fool. Cindy has two hands. Uh, C. I'm gonna see, you know, I'm gonna, this is gonna be an unpopular opinion, but I think it's A. <laughs> I think, and again, I haven't played the games. I didn't watch the cutscenes. I'm not sure. But the impression I got was that Aqua didn't actually give a shit. She was just like, well, I'm here. <laughs> and I just really think that, that her and Tara um, will work out very well. I think personally, her and Tara had more chemistry, but also all of the above. <laughs> yeah yeah like, i'm not gonna turn any of them away it's the same way we're like i do not like the ship that is Terra and aqua because i think they're definitely more brother and sister but yeah if i see that art come across my feet i'm gonna look at it <laughs> i'm gonna hit like sure <laughs> that's the one bad thing about having every single kingdom hearts thing muted is that i never get to see any art <laughs> i can't wait till we're done till we're caught up and then i can go rooting through everybody's <laughs> feeds <laughs> So we got two more emails? Uh, yeah, and they look like they each have a few questions. All right, uh, let's do one more email then now. Okay, uh, we got one from our buddy Angela over at Cookie Farts. Hell yeah. Uh, Best said, name on Twitter. Uh, hi, Jake and Shannon. I can't think of a good question to ask you guys, so instead here's some despite we can hopefully all enjoy. In Love Birth it. by Sleep Secret ending, Ansel the Wise claims he can't remember who he is or whence he came to the Dark Realm, yet he conveniently remembers enough to tell Aqua all about <laughs> what Sora got up to. Is it just me or is that some hot bullshit? Since the first time I beat the game back on the PSP, I always felt like he made the amnesia up so you pretend he doesn't remember being a huge asshole. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Now that you mention that, fuck that guy. <laughs> Am I being too suspicious? And sh or should I give the uh, poor old guy a break now that he's seen the error of his ways? Thanks for doing a wonderful job with birth uh, BBS and the rest of the show. During quarantine, when every day blends into another one, it's been really helpful to have a podcast to look forward to. Thanks. P.S. Just kidding. I'm not going to give him a break, even if I'm wrong about the fake amnesia. <laughs> Fuck Anson forever. Fuck him to death. He sucks. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Because he, cause he was like, yeah, I don't know who I am. Um, also, I did plug a bunch of memories into a boy. How the fuck would you know that, Ansem? That seems like something you would forget about if you had amnesia. I forgot all about me, but I remember everyone else's shit. Yeah, uh, that's definitely him being like, whoa, I fucked up. I'm so embarrassed I got blown up by downloading a moon. I'm going <laughs> to pretend I don't remember. And so everyone likes me again. We're <laughs> on to you, asshole. So that way everyone's like, hey, did you get blown up by the moon? He's just like, I, I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't read. <laughs> Yeah, nice try. We're on to you. <laughs> Detective Angela was on the case, so now we're we're you're fucking. We got you in our sights. <laughs> Cookie farts is on the case. <laughs> All right, we'll do a couple more twitters then. Uh, sure. Because we got a, we got quite a few more, and then we'll we'll do another email. Okay, we'll uh, this Twitter. will be the last email. All right. Uh, so from Flonler, I think. So for the longest time, every time every time I saw this name, I thought it, that was an I, but I think an uppercase I, I think it's a lowercase L, and I've just been a dum-dum this whole time. First question, for both, what is your favorite nickname you've come up for someone we don't know yet? I'm assuming at the time, who we didn't know. Uh, my favorite's Mean Jung Up, because that's just a stupid joke for me exclusively, almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I'm barely in on that joke. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> Um, I think my favorite, just for the, the amount of good dunking we got, was when we just kept naming Luxor different magicians. Oh yeah, I forgot we did that. That was, that was my favorite. <laughs> I also like Lady Armor oh, yeah. as a way to describe this woman we don't know yet. <laughs> She's a lady <laughs> in armor. That's her. And I like, the, I'll still see people call Inventus Baby when they're talking to, to us about him. He is, in my head, he's Baby. <laughs> And then, like, I have to remember he has a name, is Ventus, <laughs> but he's baby to me. I mean, him baby. Him baby. It's like in, in Haikyuu, um, I didn't know what Tadashi's name was, so I called him Little Boy, and now he's just Little Boy. <laughs> he's taller than a lot of the other characters, but he's Little Boy to me. <laughs> also, he fucking rules. For Jake, what is Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> Do they know? <laughs> Does Kingdom Hearts know yet? Because everyone has a different uh, idea about it. I think, in a broad sense, it is heaven. But as it applies to a JRPG that's co-opted by Disney, right? So, like, it's heaven in that it's where your soul goes when it dies. But that means different things for different people. It's also where your heart comes from when you're born. Yeah, exactly. So, like, there's it's there's a cycle of of reincarnation. I guess is real in this, but also I don't know. Oh, yeah, do they just like dust off old hearts and chuck them back out? Yeah, like like oh, this one didn't get a lot of use out of it. <gasps> Try again. <laughs> They're just like brushing off all the darkness and putting it back out. Yeah, just like just like that. You know, it comes up. There's a big like strainer. All the darkness fl flies out. <laughs> Cool, your heart's here now. You get a second shot later. And if enough of us get together at one point, maybe we blow up. I don't know. Kingdom Hearts is a washing machine, but for hearts. <laughs> for your soul. <laughs> and for Shannon, as someone who likes uh, Birth by Sleep, which is your least favorite world in it and why? Oh, uh, I don't know. It might be the Colosseum. The Colosseum wasn't this that exciting in this game. Like, it was cool you got to see Greece, but then, like, the Colosseum's not where, like, all the secret bosses are. Because that's what the Mirage Arena is, so it's literally right. just, like, story bosses and fighting unversed. Uh, and yeah. Then, and then everyone made a gross creep to Aqua, so I'm like, 
Only two thirds of this was fun. <laughs> yeah. Boy, that one took a nosedive at the end there, huh? <laughs> this is from uh, Kaya Playa at Kaya Playa. Uh, Jake, who is your favorite character so far? Oh, I don't know. They're all good kids. Um, <laughs> but tell them which one is your was your favorite to their face. Don't tell Sora, but I think it's Shion. <laughs> but it's also Sora. Like that's me because I'm like Aqua's my favorite character, but Sora's my favorite character. Yeah, like like don't make me don't make me choose. It's just like Sora's just there anyways, but here's a character I think is more interesting and has like a cooler character arc. But this is Sora, and you're not allowed to be mean to him. You can't be. I think I think for me what it is is it's like um Sora hits all of the things I like in a protagonist. Like I'm I'm a sucker for shonen stuff, which I did not know until I was 28. <laughs> But like Sora hits all like like he's like he's very into his friends. He will push himself past his limits. He like he's emotional, which like like growing up watching mostly Western media, boys don't get to be emotional in a lot of stuff. And so like I like seeing that in, in things. He kicks ass also. And like the thing he did at the end of the first game was like like literally rip his own heart out to save his friend like and he didn't hesitate which is my favorite part he fucking rules but then there is Shion, who like i ha i guess i've now that i'm 30 i just have like a lot of dad energy waiting to happen <laughs> and i was like i must protect her and then also added bonus she fucking rules <laughs> so like because she also has like a lot of sora's qualities but that but not in like the same way and like she she's like her arc is like much different and like darker but not in like a like a, like a darkness like gritty way it's just like don't talk know. about riku like that <laughs> i mean look i also get riku a lot i get it <laughs> bakugo is my favorite my hero character because i was also a perpetually angry 15 year old boy at one point so like i get riku i get where he's coming from <laughs> But yeah, but then, you know, and then at the end, like, like she does the same thing Sora does. Like, like when he's like, oh, got to get rid of my heart. Save you. Like, like there it goes. At the end, she's like, oh, if, if we want to get to save someone, I don't I don't know. Like, if I have to go away, then like, I get. Yeah, I guess it's what I got to do because the right thing to do. And like that shit is so good. Like I feed it to me like grapes. So yeah, that's those also two. that's also why I like Aqua because when she's like falling into darkness, she's like it's either I save Tara or we both die. So I'm saving Tara, which is bananas to think about from like an objective point of view, right? Because like he's already been possessed. He did just try to kill you. You don't know if you can get Tara back. And in fact, at that point, it doesn't seem like Tara's in there anymore, right? Like it's it's a little bit, but it's like it mostly is Xehanort, and then she's like. The chance is there. I got to do it. Yeah, it's like the opposite of the Batman thing from the, like the Batman versus Superman. She's like, if there's a small possibility that Tara's in there, he's worth saving. Yeah, exactly. It's so good. Aqua also rules. She's <laughs> she's very good. They're all good kids. <laughs> They're all good kids. All the kids are good. Next one from ooh, some display names, y'all. Falazira. Falazira. Those are my options. That I think is how you pronounce this word. At Alex Hum and then some numbers. <laughs> Jake, how did you predict the land of departure returning to Castle Oblivion? Sometimes you make uh, shots um, and they land in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one, though, to be, to be fair, Castle Oblivion. I, I've seen Castle Oblivion. And then I said, 
uh, at one point, like a long time ago, I was like, I think, I think it was in Kingdom Hearts two. It might have been in a different one where I where I found out that Castle Oblivion wasn't they like they just found it. And I was like, don't where did it come from? And you're like, stay tuned. And then we come to this other castle, and I was like, okay. And I saw a picture of, it and I was like, that seems like if you Kingdom Hearts up that that all admittedly weird castle. You could get to Castle Oblivion, so I just shot my shot, and some it's like said, sometimes they go in. <laughs> Whenever I tell David about you guessing this stuff, he's always just like, "Well, yeah, all the pieces are there; it makes sense." It's just like when we're playing things in order and there's years apart, like it's not as clear. But if you do it all in a line, yeah, it's gonna right. line up real easy. Yeah, which is like he's absolutely right. Like that's how that's how you know it connects together because it is there. You know, like yeah. it's good stuff. So you want to do that last email? Uh, sure. Uh, this is from Nixie Faye. Uh, hey, Jake and Shannon. Uh, I am Nixie, and I just wanted to say I love your show. It's such a great, fun, full story. And just, Jake, look, I get it. It's a roller coaster, but worth <laughs> it. Uh, anyways, yes. I got a question for both Shannon and Jake. If you specialize in a Kingdom Hearts magic, what would it be? In any universe, I tend to go for fire or water myself. In this case, more so to fire. And I had, or yeah, we can answer that. Then I'll get to their other question. Uh, fire. Uh, my default is uh lightning or thunder, depending on what they're calling it. Right. Nice. I just always, I always gravitate towards fire because it is the most destructive. Like just on its face, you can't build anything with fire. <laughs> you can only like you can heat up metal and shape it, but the shaping is not because of the fire. <laughs> yeah, I just think. Lightning's neat because when I was a kid, uh, my mom was doing a bunch of work around the house and had a bunch of exposed wires, and my dumbass put my hand in there, so I got like nice. pretty shocked up. And ever since then, <laughs> I was just like, that shit's scary, but also very cool that it's just here <laughs> constantly, and that threat never goes away. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Whereas I've I've been burned, and I don't want to fuck with that ever again. Yeah, see, but that that's one of the reasons why I like I like fire because like oh, but if you can control that, <laughs> but if that is under your command. Also, I took too many lighting classes in college to ever be like ever think I could possibly master lightning or, or electricity at all. <laughs> um, there was a point where we were sitting there with like a six hundred watt generator, maybe six hundred volt. I don't know. Six six hundred is a lot of stuff. A lot of electricity came through this big generator, and they were like, all right. Now you got to plug it into here. You got to plug in the ground. Uh, you got to do this. And then you have this thing that checks which side is doing what. It's a whole big thing. Um, like, By the way, uh, only this tiny amount going across your heart can kill you. So be very careful. And I was like, there's like 500 times that in there. What do you mean? <laughs> I also just think like, I don't know, all the stuff that comes with like how like people controlling lightning looks just looks really cool. Oh, for sure. And also, I'm the kind of person that I'm either at zero or I'm at 100, and I feel like that goes very well with lightning. Because it yeah. just strikes, and then it's gone. <laughs> and that's yeah, very nice. much me sometimes. <laughs> uh, and I had another question for you both, if that's okay. Considering all the stuff Disney owns, if you went through the adventures with two companions, who would you pick and why? Thank you again, and stay awesome. Uh, thank you. I will do my best. I make no promises. Yeah, no promises. From anything in Disney, I feel like I would... I I mean like here okay here's my here's my real answer and then I will do a better answer but the real answer is the Pines Twins. Nice. Because they rule and there is a thing in Gravity Falls that is never like explicitly said but like 
I've watched the show enough times that like it's for sure there. It's that when the Pines twins are working together on something, like when they are like on the same side, it always goes right, no matter what. If they are split, everything goes to hell. Um, that's like the whole end arc of a season is like they had a fight, and so like the world ended basically. But like when they are together on something, it always goes right. And I would like to have that power on my side. <laughs> oh, I don't know. My gut says probably Aladdin and Jasmine because I just think they're cool. And I feel like if they actually got to like do stuff together like they did in like the Aladdin TV show, they could be awesome. But like the movies never really let that happen. Right. I mean, the cool answer for me would be like Spider-Man and Vanellope Von Schweetz. Because <laughs> I like those two a lot. <laughs> the Spider-Man fucking rules. Oh, yeah, I guess I can't go outside of Disney. Uh... Yeah, Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, but like, I don't love the Cumberbatch version of him, but I guess he got better as time went on. So maybe I can mold Cumberbatch into being like my perfect version of Doctor Strange, which just would not look at all like Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, also, to be fair, Disney does own the character Doctor Strange. That's so you don't true. have to pick because like if I'm picking a Spider-Man, it's probably going to be Tom Holland playing Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man <laughs> from the movies. I want like a dead figure as Doctor Strange. That was there. That they they had. He was on. He was on once upon a time. Disney had his number, and I yeah. And he was Jafar. Uh, yeah, and I am so mad they didn't call him to be Doctor Strange because he would have ruled. Yeah, I don't know. He so just, has, just got Bumblebee Cumberbund. He's just got like the grizzled, like old man, been a like been the Sorcerer Supreme for way too long. Kind of like yeah. that Doctor Strange I would want, and then maybe probably still Princess Jasmine because she's cool. <laughs> I just really like Princess Jasmine. I cried when I met her voice actor, okay? Hey, I, I get it. She's great. She made fun of me. It was cute. <laughs> um, this is from Tyler at Cyberpunk Warlock. Uh, who pulled off the hula skirt of darkness better, Vanitas or Riku? I think it looks better on Vanitas. I do too. I think it looks real stupid on Riku. I think it looks real stupid in general, but I think on Vanitas, um, he's got a mask that goes with it. Which I think brings the look together in a way that Riku's did not. Yeah, also, like, I feel like Vanitas just has, like, a swagger to him that Riku yeah. doesn't have. So, like, Vanitas is very much like, oh, give a shit how I look. Where Riku yeah. definitely has the 15-year-old trying too hard <laughs> to look cool. And I'm like, dude, look at yourself for a second. Yeah, look in a mirror, take off one thing before you leave the house, and that one thing is the dumb hula skirt. <laughs> Because Vanitas is not a teenager. He was made out of another boy, so he's just an evil heart incarnate. So, like, he's like, yeah, well, fucking whatever. Like, I'm just bad emotions. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm literally just, like, bad vibes in a suit. <laughs> uh, this is from uh, Mokimon at Mokimon underscore. Um, what board games have Tara and the old fart been playing while in quarantine for 10 years? I don't think Tara gets any board games. Yeah. Tara's like, definitely, like, even though he's not that old, I feel like he's a grandpa in spirit and just doesn't understand most things you put in front of him. Yeah. So you couldn't get him to play Catan. That would be the best game to watch any two characters of any type play. I feel like he'd do that thing where, like, he'd try and be like, yeah, no, I'll play your game, Ventus, and the whole time just be like, what? Okay. <laughs> exactly. What do I do? And, like, every turn is you re-explaining how the game is played until <laughs> Ventus gets bored of like, re-explaining the game. It's just like, you know what? You win. It's fine. Let's go do something else. <laughs> We're done. I'm gonna go play video games. <laughs> um, next is from Sizzle at Dark Data TRC. What would your own way to rearrange names for a nebulous organization be? Add a different letter instead of X, just reverse the name, 
Say it without vowels. So if you had your own spooky organization, how would you name everybody? I actually kind of low-key just kind of like reversing stuff. I think that's an interesting way to try to find a new word. Same. I don't know if I would go with that, but I have ever since uh, I saw the movie Trolls 2, in which there are no trolls, they are all goblins. Uh, they go to the town of Nilbog. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's goblin backwards. And then ever since then, my brain completely broke. And so I anagram things all the time and switch them around, which is why there was a, a part of Kingdom Hearts 2 where everyone had names that were all mixed, mixed up that I was like, this is for me. <laughs> <laughs> I like um, I like uh, the naming convention of like naming them after like a thing they like or are associated with, but not like the super obvious Oh yeah, like a weird code name. I like stuff like that too. Yeah, I like stuff like that. It's not like it's not like very obvious. It's not like uh like like I'm a Gemini, so I'd be Gemini. Like they wouldn't be like that. It would be like you know something very very weird. I like uh, ones that have like a um. There's a, a comic called Lackadaisy Cats, and there's like a tabby cat named Freckles. So they're like, why do they call you Freckle? And it's like because it's uh. And then like his cousins like I shaved him down, and he had one freckle. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Next is from Gutslove at the Real Gutslove. Keep me strong and full of laughter and tears. Uh, this podcast is still the best. Thank you. First question. With everything that has transpired, does Jake think it's all downhill in the fields from here? I mean, I hope it doesn't end on a bummer note. <laughs> <laughs> but at this point, no, I don't know. I think because I think every every game so far has had stuff I liked and didn't like. So I feel like both emotionally and just story narr- narratively, I think we're going to be on. I think the roller coaster is just going to keep on rolling. <laughs> A large variety of stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> and question number two, any other Kingdom Hearts entry aside from Chain of Memories and Coded that Shannon doesn't like? Well, again, like uh, Chain, I only don't like the gameplay. I love the story. Yeah. Coded is a full bag. <laughs> I don't I don't even think I played that much of it, but I didn't like it and I don't like the story. So that one's 100% toe to tip. <laughs> um. I didn't enjoy playing uh, 3D, so like when you're not liking the gameplay, it kind of muddles the story for you, whether you right. need it to or not. So I remember just being mad for most of 3D, even though like when I revisit mentally, I'm like, no, this part was cool. All of this was really cool. I just did not enjoy the handheld style p- gameplay, right. and it made it, the game very hard for me, so I was mad at it most of the time. <laughs> so I think revisiting that story-wise I'm really excited for because I won't have to touch any controls. I was like, now I can just look at you and it's going to be great. Right. Also, you played it out of order, right? Uh, that one, I hadn't played Birth by Sleep yet. Yeah, so... Uh... That was also another reason I was frustrated. Because it was one of those, like, David's PSP was broken, so I was just like, alright, I'll get to it when I get to it. Maybe he can fix his uh, PSP or something. So I just, like, I don't want to read anything about Birth by Sleep because I want to play it. And then, like, every time I'd ask a question, David's like, I don't, I can't, you just. <sighs> <laughs> um, question number three, if Xehanort were your grandpa, what would you do? Kill the fucker. Yeah. Put, put him out of everyone's misery. That guy's <laughs> a bad dude. I'd give him the wrong pills or something. <laughs> like, so easy to kill old people. This sh- I should cut that out. Maybe I don't want this part to be admissible in court. Yeah. Hey, cops, if you're listening, uh, podcast is jokes. They don't count. Uh, I would probably interact with him as much as I interacted with my real grandpa, where I didn't. <laughs> That'll it's re- teach him. It's really easy. My grandpa was also <laughs> not a good dude. <laughs> uh, well, I asked and answered. 
Four, Terra X Cinderella or Aqua X Cinderella? We, yes. we answered this. Five, if you had to choose, Jake, which of all your precious baby girls slash boys is your number one favorite? We just talked about this, too. Again, if I have to choose, I'm not going to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. I like them all. But Sora and Shion are my favorites. So. Any wacky theories for the future entries, Jake? I know Dream Drop Distance is a mechanic in the game called Dream, like Dream Dropping. It's also it's also the thing like the yeah the darkness and the and the stained glass, and I know it's also like a mechanic and there's like a gauge for it in 3D. I don't know what that could be, and I'm I'm I don't know if I have a theory about it, but like. Is it going to be like the Matrix where they sit on a chair and then you got to drop into people's dreams and fix them? I don't know. I have no idea what's going to be. Stay tuned. Uh, I, I can't wait. And then uh, in in three, uh, I'm just going to put it on the table. We're going to get a Wreck-It Ralph world where you go into a video game in a video game. It's going to be a little weird. That's my theory for Kingdom Hearts 3. Thank you again for the memories. You're welcome. It's a good follow-up boy song. It is. That album, Toe to Tip bangers it is this is from christina at seawoods art uh congratulations on fin- uh, finishing burba slip uh here's, and she spelled it that way uh here's my kingdom hearts questions one thematically what are some of your favorite things from this game or the entire series Ooh. my favorite thing about prequels because i've again i've said a couple episodes ago that i'm not a huge fan of prequels because um you know how they end like you know where they have to end to get yeah, to the thing no um yeah exactly so you're like well they're gonna die or they're gonna live like you know whatever um, but what I like about this one and my favorite thing of, that prequels can do is the, um, like the sins of the past you have to pay for later yeah. and like doing that in ways that you don't know how it affects things later. Like for example, how birth by sleep is, um, and how like everything dovetails into the main series. Like, I think that is my favorite thing about this game. Yeah. And it's, it was less about like, how did Han Solo get the Millennium Falcon and more just like, I don't give a shit. It was more like, what led to the situation that caused the first game? Yeah. I mean, and also, they told us in the third movie how we got the Falcon. <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe it's the second one. I don't remember. I haven't seen Star Wars in a while. But yeah, like, like this one, I, know, I think we've talked about it, is that like, it's completely its own thing, but then everything is like, hey, this is where this comes from, and this is why this is this way, and like, here's how all this shit got this bad, and like, this is what, th-. so like, I, I think it, I think just like, uh, cleaning cleaning up the past generation's mistakes in a way that you did not know you were going to is is a good theme. Yeah, and I feel like there's a ongoing theme of like responsibility and stuff like that, and like yeah. how different characters handle things that they have either done or caused or having to respond to what other people have done. Yeah, so it's like a cool domino effect to this yeah. game too. Yeah, it's it, it's it's very good. Um, number two, would Aqua start in her own Otome slash dating game? Discuss. No, uh, she doesn't seem interested in dating people. No, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think she's into dating. <laughs> <laughs> she's got shit to do. She, yeah, she's got shit to do. She'll do a flirt, but I think that's about as far as she will go, unless you can like seal the deal that day. <laughs> she's got, <laughs> she's really busy. <laughs> and then three ice cream flavors for the Birth by Sleep cast. I feel like we did this on an episode. I think we did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's how we found out about vanilla being blue in uh, Mexico. In Mexico, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, because Rocky Road for Terra, Sea Salt for Aqua, Pistachio for Ven. Yeah. So. I think that's what we said. Yeah. 
and then we only got a couple more and we're at like almost two hours. So we're going <laughs> to run through these last <laughs> ones from Kevin at Kevin underscore uh, D'Amico. What are your top badass moments of the series so far? For me, uh, the best might be Ven's ending when Vanitas tells him that if they fight, Ven will die. And Ven says, if it means protecting my friends, then fine. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> it's a really good one. I think the uh, the actual most badass moment, at least in this game, is um, the lingering will armor standing back up. Yeah, that was going to be mine, too. Oh, shit, that rules. <laughs> I'll just give you another stay tuned. We're not done seeing Linger and Will. And I'll just, I'll just let you know, anytime Linger and Will shows up, it fucking rules. I love it. I, like, I love, I, like, that again, it's that shonen shit. Like, I am such a sucker for, like, oh, you have taken my body. Like, you, like I am done for. It's over. But a, but a light remains. There yeah. is something left, and you cannot get rid of it. And it's very good. <laughs> In the whole series, I think that also, it might also be that. <laughs> From Jackie at LP Bunny J, uh, Jake, what's the biggest question on your mind about what the series about the series you hope to get answers for next? Honestly, everyone was like so fucking up in arms about when Kingdom Hearts three was finally gonna come out, and I don't actually know what the hell they're gonna do <laughs> because, as far as like again chronologically, they're done. <laughs> like they they killed the bad guy. They did everything. There's more games, but they just told back stuff. And they never actually announced Kingdom Hearts 3 until, like, January of 2018. Like, all the stuff they thought in, in King for in 2 that was going to be for 3 was actually for Birth by Sleep. And then who knows what the fuck else from there. So, like, I just don't, like, like hey, what do you have left to, to wrap up? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, actually, you know what? Um, number one question. What the fuck was Brag there? <laughs> I remember when uh, 3D, when uh, Dream Drop was coming out and they announced it on E3 and I was really excited and a friend made fun of me for being excited for a side game instead of Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> and it was just one of those, I'm like, but like you watched the trailer, it's very clearly going to lead up. It's just, <laughs> okay, fine. It's fine. Make fun of me. It's, I won't be excited then. Also, at that point, you should know better about the side games. <laughs> Finally, from Flutterdark at Online Gamer 27. Question for Jake. Uh, from the point in the story where Ven just landed to confront Ericus, how would you change the events to come if you could? Uh, only covers uh, BBS and ignoring future game repercussions. I don't think I would because, like, look, here's the thing about me. I love a happy ending. I know a lot of people like, like, a good, a good, sad, bittersweet ending. I like it when everything, like, at the end, when everyone's like, hey, everything worked out just fine. Um, like, we went through some hard stuff, but we pulled up, we, we pulled the plane up at the end, and it was smooth sailing. I, I love that. Um, because especially in games like this, where, like, everyone goes through a lot of shit, and they could use a nice day at the end of it. But at the same time, I don't know if it would be interesting if you change anything after, because if you change that, then, like, Tara doesn't show up to kill his dad. That doesn't open his heart up to darkness enough for Xehanort to get him which so then the rest of the games don't happen so I don't because I don't know what the fuck happens next but what happens before and technically after is like it wouldn't if you change anything so yeah it's the same way when like there's like the jokes of just like you know X could have like not happened if just A and B talked to each other. I'm like, yeah, but you want to like play a game or watch a movie, so it's gonna happen. Yeah, uh, like the um, that that happens a lot where people are like any anything where the problem can be solved by just two characters talking 
that's bogus or whatever. Yeah. Have you ever been two people talking to each other? It doesn't always work like that. Have like have you ever had something that you needed to tell one of your friends but like weren't sure how to do it? What if you had superpowers on top of that and someone was trying to end all the worlds? Like <laughs> the problems multiply in ways that you can't just be like, well, just talk to them. Like <laughs> so yeah, I, I think uh I, I don't think I would change anything. I mean it's the same answer I had for the end of Kingdom Hearts 2. Like I like where Roxas and Namade ended up. Yeah. Like I like that for him. I'm a sucker. I do like bittersweet endings. So, like, if a char- if a character ends in a way that feels right, even if it's not happy, but it's the best way you could have found without it feeling cheap, I'm okay with it. It's more of like the weight of it and how much it matters versus how it makes you feel for me personally. Yeah, I get that. I don't care if it's a little cheap because <laughs> sometimes I'm like, look, Nardra had a rough life. <laughs> Dude deserves some <laughs> happiness at the end, man. <laughs> That I was a little cheated out of because the final chapter of Naruto, as far as I'm concerned, is not canon because it doesn't it's not him in the future with his husband Sasuke, which is what that whole fucking series is leading up to. <laughs> it's okay. Boruto's still pretty good, it's just not canon. <laughs> anyway, that's it. It's all of our questions. Yep. Boy, it's a long episode. QA's always go real long. Yeah, it turns out a lot of people listen to the show. That's, I don't understand. Wild. I'm used to the Morphin Grid where we're like, please ask us fucking anything about Power Rangers. God damn. And over here we're like, enough. <laughs> enough. Thank you. We, we appreciate it. <laughs> um, speaking of appreciating it, thank you very much. We appreciate you listening to this episode. If you want to talk to us on Twitter, we're at, uh, as most of you know, Kingdom Smarties. You can use the hashtag Kingdom Smarts to talk about the show or uh, live tweet, whatever you want to do. You can use the hashtag CageFree to talk about spoilers, which is stuff I shouldn't know, which is everything after birth by sleep. Don't use them at the same time. Don't send CageFree stuff to Kingdom Smarties. Yep. Pretty simple. You've heard it literally 100 times at this point. But some people, some motherfuckers still trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we got to say it every time. You can email us at Kingdom Smarties Podcast. We're on Patreon. Don't worry about Patreon. Right now, the whole world is on fire. So if you got some extra money... As much as we would like it, there's better uh, places to send it, <laughs> so... Yeah, I will say all the Patreon money I got recently, I just went and donated away. So, like, don't feel like you have to, like, give us money. You can go do that, too. Yeah, uh, skip skip the middleman. I have donated, not all of it, because uh, as of two days from now, it is most of my, my income. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a position where, like, I still work from home and get a full paycheck, so... I, I can do it, so I do it. I mean, at the very least, so there's a local wherever you are. There's a local bail fund, <laughs> so yeah. uh, bail to protesters. Also, if you're going to protest, stay safe. Yes, you're doing. You're you're on the right side of history, and uh, also wear a mask. There's still a plague going on. Yes. Um. Uh, be be safe. Uh. If you want to talk to me on Twitter, I'm at JJ underscore Mason. I'm at Shannon Manor. I've been Jake. I've been Shannon. That's my Kingdom Hearts. Yep. Boom. <laughs> Took us two hours, but we did it. (laughs) Second question, looking back on all the games... What the fuck was that? I thought you were doing a visual gag of looking back on all the games. I was no, like, I'm going to play an audio. <laughs> no, I... <laughs>